Hello and welcome to episode 70 of Talkin' Jacks. On today's show, I am joined, as I always am, by my wonderful, now one-year-older co-host, Ben Goshorn. Good evening, Ben. How are you? I'm doing good. Been a good weekend. Uh, more ways than one, I suppose. Yeah. Happy belated birthday. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. It was a, a good time with family and friends and and whatnot. And, um, and just for the a, listener's sake, I did wish Ben a happy birthday on his actual birthday. I'm just wishing him a belated happy birthday on behalf of all of you. Yeah. Um, just don't. I'm a good friend, I promise. Most of the time. Man, <laughs> gentleman and a scholar, I suppose. I don't know about that yes. last part. It's best a man as you can be. <laughs> I don't know about but, the scholar um, part. Well, scholarly, I suppose. Yeah. Educated, I guess. I don't know. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I'll put that on my resume. Educated. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Uh, in, luckily, there was a there was a win this weekend. We're still beatless. It's a good feeling. Uh, it's a bittersweet it's, feeling. It is. Um, it is. It. It's almost interesting because. It makes me kind of wonder if we play this relaxed and this calm, if everything isn't decided <laughs> the well, moment like, the game starts. Yeah, like I'm almost like, did we play? So, I mean, because we played pretty well. Um, yeah. And that, like, I know we kind of talked about this off there. I've had to piece together the game. I watched it in different sections yeah. at different times. <laughs> but from, yep. you know, if you take away the last 20 minutes, which was just a you know some of the most bizarre soccer that you could possibly see um mm. we played fairly well uh mm-hmm. we created some good chances Cordell Cato played a really strong game uh yeah. it was good to have him back in the starting lineup for the first time and god knows how long uh, yeah. I, I thought i don't know i just thought they looked cohesive they looked like they knew what they were doing out there um mm-hmm. It did, you know, they let, they, they, I don't know, I don't want to say that they made like a crucial mistake on the first goal. It was kind of a wacky play. Um, yeah. But I guess the only goal that Tampa scored, if you don't count the offside goal. Um, I don't know. Like, it, I don't know if they played relaxed because they knew we were eliminated or if it was just, you know, O'Brien has been here one more week longer. We've started to get healthy. You know, yeah. the only guys, only key guys we were really missing was like Joel Johnson, and he was just on the bench. Like, he came on in the game. So, like, I don't know. It's tough to say, you know, the chicken or the egg, so to speak. You know, did we play well yeah. because we were so relaxed, or did we, I don't know, or did we relax because we played well, or, you know, vice versa? I don't know. Or did we play so well because we were playing a little bit? Different formation, um, yeah. Depending on the opponent too, mm-hmm. because they were, I think, technically still not eliminated. Depending no, they on were the not result. eliminated. They were, um, they were certainly in it. Um, if they, yeah. you know, if they had won, they would have, they would have still been alive regardless of other results. So, I think. Yeah, but then also you, you it almost makes you wonder if having uh, Cato and Gebhard from the beginning both together. Um, was a contributing factor because um, they were both really, really good from the beginning. Um, I think Jordan was really good as well. Um, the midfield was just excellent. 
it seemed to be that we had we'd kind of uh fluctuated between a three-man backline and a little bit of a four-man backline with uh foster moving into the right back position um and joining the backline off and on mm-hmm. um which i thought was a little bit bittersweet because if we would have been able to do that consistently throughout the year um <clears throat> it would have been it would have been interesting to see that play out obviously it's a little bit difficult because then you you kind of have you have to swap out Vosser for for Johnson because Johnson's the the starter consistently so it changes yeah. things a little bit but um yeah it's kind of a bittersweet what if moment because it looked fantastic mm-hmm. in the moment I think um, did you kind of notice that as well with the, the fluctuation between the, the lineup and um, formation and whatnot? I, yeah. It, and like I said, it's, it was hard for me to notice a lot of trends like that just mm. because of the way I watched, I watched the game kind of backwards. Um, I was telling you, like I was, I was out doing some stuff with hanging out with my family, uh, on mm. Saturday night, we went to the fair that's around here. Um, uh, and it, so we got back. I don't know. I think it was around the 70th minute when I turned the game on. So I watched the I watched the hectic, chaotic part, and then throughout you know Sunday and today, uh, which is Monday, I kind of pieced together the rest of the game in in little 10 or 15 minute chunks. Uh, so my analysis is not going to be great. <laughs> I'll, I mean, I'll oh, say yeah. that right off the top. But <laughs> I just like you said, consistency has kind of been plaguing us all season. Um, yep. it, we, we can sit here and play the what if game all day. Um, and you know, I, I don't want to just rehash all that. I think maybe we can do a little bit of that. And after the last game of the season, kind of do like one last podcast, like what went wrong, but, or maybe mm-hmm. we don't even need to do that because we kind of like know <laughs> what went wrong. Like we were, t- yeah. we were, uh, we were just a really bad team for about two months. Uh, we were, you know, yep. if, if we'd have been, if we'd have been average, competent USL team from in July and August, and then everything else plays out the same here down the stretch, we're probably in the playoffs right now. We're probably up there, you know, fifth or sixth place, mm-hmm. trying, you know, trying to hold off, you know, these guys behind us. Kind of how we were, we've been the last couple seasons, you know, with with going seven unbeaten to end the season which we never do against against not the easiest schedule too you know that's i think that's the bittersweet part of it is the the, when we were playing so awful we were not playing the the best teams we played some teams that we quite frankly should be able to compete with and and beat or at least not lose by you know multiple goals like we did some of those games so I think that's the most frustrating aspect of this, or maybe not frustrating, but the most bittersweet part of the, you know, going seven games unbeaten down the stretch, um, and you know possibly eight going into next weekend, if we win, if we win or draw against uh, Carey. So it's it's tough to, you know, know that we were just a couple of bounces of the ball away from being in playoff contention and being in playoff yeah the playoff places but you know that's that's it's soccer and that's little, life 
a little more disappointing too when you think about it because I, I don't want to even try to look up or pull up the, the episodes where we were starting to be kind of bad or like we started really well and I was like, well, maybe we'll just have like a mediocre middle of the season and then we'll just start, end really well and that'll that'll save the season. I we kind of got that. That's kind of what um, happened. It's just we went a little below the, the average line in the middle of the season instead of, you know, we, we were just bad. <laughs> you know yeah that's the thing is it was it was much more of a and i think the other problem too was not to get too far down this rabbit hole but it was more of a longer stretch of mm-hmm. uh mediocrity yeah or just down form than we're used to regardless how well we started our season or ended the and season ended it, yeah okay. um when you have a, a chunk uh, the sandwich that's that dense and it's it's not good yeah but back to the tampa game uh, yes the first goal was just a really great little you know great finish from kai Vosser on his left foot mm-hmm. for one thing you know that's not his strong foot um just a great little one-two with uh i guess it was zayed and they seem to have a good chemistry off the field, you know. If you, they seem to be friends. Uh, mm. I think they're roommates too, back in oh. Charlotte. Um, okay. I follow them both on Instagram, so they're always in each other's Instagram stories. That's how I. Oh, Zayed's an out. Instagram story. I oh yeah, Zayed, Zayed's a big Instagram Instagrammer. You should you should yeah. follow him on Instagram. Uh, huh. He he's he's one of the better Instagrammers on the team, I would say. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, learning he, something he does he goes to like cool restaurants and places every city they go to what there's usually a couple of couple of guys with them yeah maybe i could learn something from uh from zayed yeah for sure but it was a great little one two by them at the top of the box or i guess the top corner of the box and just he just ripped it into the corner you know yeah it was just beautiful <clears throat> we've had some really strike. spectacular goals in the last few games like that that was yeah, another one that it, you know, when you talk it's about... interesting because I don't even think he was looking up. I think he just had the opportunity, had the, the space, and was like, "I'm gonna hit this." Is yeah, I think he must have just like I can. picked out a target, and, like you yeah. said before he got the ball, because he doesn't look up. Like he takes a first touch and then just hits it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's something where like if Herrera or. Zayed does that like well that's a really good goal but Vosser does that and everyone on the team and even Herrera I didn't see this originally but he when he goes over to Vosser after he scores he's like whoa yeah he, like throws his hands up everybody's everybody's is... reaction to that kind of said it all like yeah Gebhard just like stopped and turned around and looked at him and was just like you know with his arms out just kind of <laughs> yeah. I don't know just everybody was smiling and it was just kind of you could kind of feel the relaxation you know what I mean yeah, uh, kind of like it, we talked it, about. It kind of like it, it. kind of looks at like what we haven't had necessarily, and like just a really good bold strike. And when we're like, just shoot the darn yeah, ball. Yeah, that's a good. Even that's a really I good never point. Asked for him that's a really like, good point. Just then. shoot that ball because it's not a great opportunity. All things considered. Yeah, because where he is in the in the box, you like even even with some of our forwards, it would have been like that's a that's a tight angle. I don't yeah. know, but no, like that's that's a great point. That's yeah. definitely one of those moments that we he could have overpassed that he could have tried to, 
mm-hmm. give it back to get give it to Gebhard or give it back to Zayed or something. But instead, he said, you know, I've got space here. I'm just going to take a shot, and yeah. and, he, and he put a great great hit on the ball and get in score. So that's a really good point. I think maybe that's that's that happy medium we're talking about. You know, it's it's not mm-hmm. probably a high percentage shot, uh, but at the same time. If you have that much space, just go for it. Yeah, and it was even before that. I want to say the Zayed chance came right before that, right after that, where it was mm-hmm. a near mirror of the the Gebhard. Goal. Yeah, I was gonna say it was almost uh, exactly like the Gebhard goal. Yeah, which he Zayed played a really good game too. I think really the entire attacking. Um, formation or attacking players on yeah. our team were all playing fantastic yeah um there was definitely a lot more especially after that first goal went in there's a lot more just relaxation and just a sense of calm also I, i'll say this I, I don't think i think the the rowdy's defense left a lot to be desired um i think both defenses a left a lot to be desired to be honest yeah there, there was a little bit with us. Because uh, Brandon Miller stood on his head um, to, in order to, to, to win us the game. But no, the, I, man, Zayed has really kind of hit, hit his stride with us over the past two months, month, month and a half, two months. Yeah. And it's a shame that he wasn't getting as much playing time in the in that middle section of the season. I don't know. You know, I think – you know, injuries played a little bit of part of that. Uh, maybe lack of match fitness played a little part of that. But I think he's a really quality forward for us. He didn't even score on the night, but he yeah. got into dangerous uh, positions. You know, he had that chance. And actually, if you if you go back and look at the the second goal, I actually think Cato's trying to get it to Zayed. Because if you look at the yeah. moment when Gebhard actually slides and pokes the ball home. Zayed's standing at the back post, and there's not mm-hmm. a player. I mean, there's not a player within ten yards of him. So yeah, I, actually, I didn't notice the, that in originally. Yeah, but there was. Yeah, that was. Uh, and that's another thing too is how many opportunities we had like that where, even if that doesn't go in or it gets saved, we've got another guy right there that's going to basically yeah put that right in. And that just shows um, his instincts too, like his his striker yep. instincts. But but Gebhard's run too, like that. I don't want to take anything away from Gebhard. Just just mm-hmm. because maybe Cato was aiming for Zayed doesn't mean that Gebhard didn't make a fantastic run, and t- and he timed it perfectly and, and po- just poked it in, right in front of the defender. That's just that's a really smart yep. finish. Uh, I like him. I think he's going to be a good player next year. For is it El Paso that he's, or is he New Mexico? He's El Paso. El Paso. Yeah, he's okay. the. The El Paso, he, I don't know if you saw this over the weekend, but they just... The locomotives, uh, right? Locomotives, yes. Yeah, okay. So very, he'll, be, cool. he'll be a locomotive next year. Um, he will. You know, it's a Glad little unfortunate West, because... Yeah, it's unfortunate we won't be able to keep him, but... Because uh, he's he's an exciting player. Yeah. I, I think he's going to do well next year. Mm-hmm. And I think he... I was a little like, oh, okay, well, we got him on loan because he's like a little rusty. Well, she was a little bit to start the game or start the. Uh, yeah, he's definitely come into. I think he's kind of found a role. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a guy. He's not going to get a lot of touches. He's not going to be super involved in the buildup. You know. Um, yep. But he, I mean, he's got pace. He, I mean, he showed his his good. 
you know, instincts in the box on that goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, it'd be great if he could score a couple against North Carolina next week. That would be awesome. That'd be a great way to to send him yeah. off to to the locomotives. Uh, is is to get a goal or two against North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That would uh, it'd be a sweet little send off. That that's for darn sure. But he's he's definitely come into uh, his own, and I think that's not necessarily a, an accident for how uh, how much better we've done. Um, yeah. But yeah. And and of course Brandon Miller made some ridiculous saves. I don't want to leave that out. Like, yeah. I mean he. He, the one that he's he's saved at the end of the game, I mean that was ridiculous. Yeah, like that's that's got to be save of the save of the year for the independents. I can't think of a better mm-hmm. save. Um, yeah. Given even though technically the game, I don't want to say it's meaningless because it's not. Even though the, the outcome of the game doesn't change our season, still the the way the where that was in the game and the sheer. Um, perfect positioning and and everything was fantastic i mean it it was yeah absolutely he's like what two yards away from the guy who who heads it Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like the guy headed it right at him i mean he had to reach he had to reach back behind him yeah from a a guy who's literally heading the ball like two yards away from him and he Mm -hmm. was able to get enough on it to keep it out i mean that was just brilliant uh, and it was so funny to hear the announcers' reaction to it. They were like, "Oh, it's a goal!" And they were they were shocked. They, I mean, they, the shock in their voice that it, that it didn't go in was just palpable. It was amazing. Mm. I mean, they were they were kind of obnoxious, um, <laughs> just because they. I don't know. I think it, what bothered me about them was the mispronunciations. Like they, I don't think they pronounced. Oh <laughs> like, God! They probably mispronounced half of our players' names. Um, they definitely call And it's uh, annoying because like there's a media guide that has a pronunciation guide for every single player. Uh they pronounced Fosser really weird yeah, too. Yeah, it was like Fosser or something real weird. Yeah, it was weird. Um, Duquette. Yeah, like you said Duquette. Yeah, it was yeah. I think they got Gebhard right, which is odd. Uh, I don't it's it's neither here nor there. Um That's true. But uh but yeah, it was just a it was a good one because you you almost wonder, especially going into the game where the team we're playing against has a lot more to play with for, and they're good at home. And yeah, and there's a huge crowd. I think that was like um, the, the, huge the crowd, biggest yeah. crowd they've had all season. Wow. Okay. You you almost wonder if, not that they're gonna pack it in, but like if things don't go well for them, then they're just gonna kind of well, there there's not much we can really do here. Um, I don't think they were going to do that, but you, you, you do mm-hmm. wonder that, obviously. You wonder if um, if Jeffries is just going to play experimental and just put yeah. like put Ben Bury in goal and um, no knock on him, but I mean, he hasn't started the regular season game, but yeah. you put Ben Bury in goal, Moppy somewhere, yeah. um, just change everything entirely, um, which he didn't. He stuck to his guns. He changed the formation a little bit, but even mm-hmm. that, it's probably more strategic and uh, than anything else, yeah. um, just it was it was a good showing re- regardless, and a good con- full ninety, I suppose. Even though I didn't technically watch the whole game, but <laughs> a, a, full, a, a full ninety for a win uh, performance. I, mean, 
I'm not going to say that we necessarily played well enough to win. Uh, I think Brandon Miller kind of put us on his back a little bit there, making a couple saves. Uh, And they did hit the post, and they did score a goal that was ruled off for offside. So, like, there were – I mean, it was a pretty even game. Like, if it had ended – if this game had ended 2-2, it would have felt just. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I, I can, I can definitely, I can definitely sympathize with the cool. Rowdies fans who walked away thinking like, man, like we should have at least gotten a point out of that. Um, yep. But I mean, I, I don't know. It that's that's life. Uh, and apparently, their uh, keeper did. He got sent off after the final whistle. Uh, it says for foul and abusive language. So I noticed a few of the players kind of went over to the refs. Uh, they were not. They were less than pleased with. I don't know if it was the offside call or. Uh, I think they the the foul on Duckett. They thought I think they thought should have been a penalty. I think mm. that was a debatable that that was even a foul because their player didn't go for the ball and Duckett was going for the ball. Like, I know he made contact with him, but I don't know. I feel like it was a, it was a 50, you know, those 50, 50 calls. And it was, the contact was originated in the box, but I don't know. It was, it was weird. So I can see them being upset by that, but you know, I guess to go and get sent off for abusive language after the, after the whistle is kind of dumb. On his Especially party. going into their last game of the season. Well, at that uh, point, they had been eliminated, so I guess it doesn't really matter. But maybe our boy yeah. Cody will get a game for the last game. Exactly. Give our boy Cody a chance. Yeah. But <clears throat> all in all, I mean, they took the last 20 minutes were just wild. I mean, yeah. make no mistake about it. It was just, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> uh, they had. Mm. I mean, they took, they outshot us. Every team outshoots us for the most part. Uh, yeah. It was like 21 to 9, I think, in shots. But I think 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Nine of their shots were outside the box. And, mm. and really, I would say only a handful of them were in a dangerous area. Uh, and those were the ones that Miller came up with pretty big saves on. Um, and then of course that there's one where the guy I guess that's probably the one that hit the bar. He missed from like three yards out. Oh god! Which, it hit the bar, so that's kind of a brutal way to say he 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 technically missed the target from like three or four yards out, but he did. Um, most of mm. our shots were in the box or around at least around the box. We had O'Brien took oh. one from pretty deep, but everybody else was in and around the box and. I think that's a good good company to keep. So I think that wraps it up. Uh, I don't really want to yeah. beat a dead horse. It was nice to win a game. Uh, mm. So First a road win since what, like Ottawa? <laughs> I I'm, I'm I think, think I'm forgetting one. Uh, but. No, I think that's probably right. Yeah. It's, it's been we a long done, time. I mean, we haven't done a whole lot of winning, period the last couple of weeks much less <laughs> on the road yeah yeah it's uh it's definitely true yeah but regardless a good outcome towards the end of the season going into 
what could be a uh, um, a season-ending game for NCFC. Um, yeah, and I don't. I was really hoping that by tonight, somebody in USL would have like done uh, playoff scenarios for this weekend, so that yeah. I don't have to go and do the work. Uh, it's. I'm not yeah. going to go and do the work. I'm just going to go ahead no. and put that out there right now. Uh, it's tough. NCFC plays tomorrow night, Tuesday, at mm-hmm. Louisville. Uh, yep. And I think in order to even really think about, I mean, I think even if they beat us, if they lose to Louisville, it's going to be hard for them to get in. So I think, I think really they're going to have to go and get a win in Louisville and then, yep. you know, live to see another day against us on Saturday. I mean, they've had our number this year. That's for sure. Um, so Pretty I mean, mildly. Uh, barring any kind of crazy change by us in the way we play them, I I don't know if that's going to change. To be honest, I, mm. we're we're playing we we are playing some of our best soccer of the season. I'll say that, but we're still a mess defensively for the most part. Um, yeah, and and unless that, unless we can tighten that up, mm. I think it's going to be tough to beat most teams. I mean. Um, I don't know. We won't. Yeah. We're not really previewing that. I don't think we're even going to do an an extra episode this week. Um, you know, we've already talked to Chuck twice this year. We know what they're yeah. going to do. Uh, we know how they're going to play. They're going to be probably playing for their playoff lives. Even you know, regardless of the result, they probably won't be mathematically eliminated until after the game. So, uh, they're going to need to win. And this is no if Chuck, if you're listening, this is no offense to you. We 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 love talking to you, but uh, I think yeah. both of us are pretty busy this week, and I, mm. I think most of our listeners probably don't want to rehash the last time we played. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think I think it's safe to just take a break from that. Um, yeah. I, I think if we play as well as we played, what was that? Th- what did you say the other day when we were talking about talking about the Penn FC game? If we play 90 minutes like we played the first 30 minutes of that yeah. game, we would have won. I think if we play if we play 90 <clears throat> minutes or even like 75 minutes like we mm-hmm. played the first 30 minutes against Penn FC and probably the first 30 minutes against the Rowdies, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think we win on Saturday against NCFC. The, 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 yeah. the problem, or not the problem, the, the key there is putting that together for more than 30 minutes. Yep. If we can put that together for 60, 75, 80 minutes, yep. then we're talking about a, a win, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I it's going to be super hyped up emotionally, I think. I think the one nice thing about playing a derby match as the last game of the season, even though we're eliminated, there's still uh, city pride, team pride to play for. Yep, for sure. Because there's a chance I think that both teams are playing for nothing. Because uh, I mean, mm-hmm. even if even if we win, I don't think there's any way we can jump them on the table, even if they lose to Louisville by 18 million goals. Because I think they have the the wins tiebreaker on us. Or whatever. well, technically, we're uh, if we beat them and they lose to Louisville, we can jump them in the table uh, based on points. Because we we're do at 42, they're at 44. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't realize um, that. Which would be fantastic yeah that would um, be great we would have to revisit the oh yeah uh, st Tottingham day yeah uh, see what that would be um 
I, I don't want to preemptively do it necessarily because then I may jinx it. But uh, I mean, you're I not think really jinxing gonna be... it. It's going to, to be honest, it's a long shot, guys. It's a long shot. Let's look at this objectively. Yeah. It's a long shot that we're going to get a win against this team who has owned us all season. Um, yeah. I mean, what the, the aggregate scoreline in the two games is like eight to two. So yeah. plus for, six, negative six, depending on how you look at yeah, it. Yeah. So it's not like. This is a t- this is not a team we match up well with, yeah. Historically yeah. speaking, and then this year and as well. One of two scenarios is going to play out. We're either going to be, um, the main scenario is I think this game is technically going to decide the Southern Derby, Derby Cup, regardless if they're in the playoffs or not. Well, do they still have a chance? See, I thought Charleston pretty much locked it up already. I mean, is is there an outside <sighs> chance that that North Carolina can win it? I think if they win it, they get it. Really? I think. I mean, they'll have three wins. Well, they. I... Yeah, but didn't they? What? How did they? I don't. I don't even know how they did. They lost the last time they played Charleston, didn't they? They. Yeah, they did lose. And I think they. And I knew they drew the. They. I know they drew the one time in Cary because that was the thing that had the clip that went viral. When they tried, they tried to score like a million times in the box in the last like thirty seconds, and they kept hitting the post and missing the ball yep. and all this stuff. So I, yep. I, I don't know. I think Charleston's probably firmly in the lead on that. You may be right. I think it may take a lot from NCFC to win that. It might be I don't a even goal know if difference thing. Technically, yeah, it's probably goal differential. I don't know. The, I see. I didn't keep up with that that one that, as much because we were pretty much out of it. Yeah. Based on the we're f- bad fans. Yeah. Apparently. Well, when Maybe. it comes to the the trophies, the unofficial trophies like that, I don't. I just don't do a good job of keeping up with stuff like that. And yeah, we um, got the Queen City Cup. It's all that's good. right. Hey, we that's an, that's an official it. trophy. That's not an unofficial trophy. Exactly. It's an official but... trophy if we win it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but there's still gonna be a lot to play for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would not put it past them to like go and and just dominate Louisville or something stupid like that. Like, I feel like that's just the type of team they are. They have these games where they can play and they can look like they're the best team in the USL. They're a bit, I mean, we're a bit like us in that way where like there's, they have their moments where they can look really good. Like they put like six or seven goals on Atlanta in Atlanta, like on the road. That's not, Mm -hmm. that's not like, I guess, I mean, Atlanta's no, they're not like a great team or anything, but yeah, they beat Charleston. They just beat Charleston. So, like, so. It's, but they did have, they kind of stacked their uh, roster for the game against Charleston. They had like Romario Williams and Andrew mm-hmm. Carlton mm-hmm. and some of those higher quality p- players for that one that were definitely not playing when they played North Carolina. Yep. Um, but <laughs> yeah. that, let's not beat a dead horse here. Uh, yep. You know, the North, the North Carolina game is going to be big regardless mm-hmm. of the scenarios uh we want to just beat them once this season i don't i don't care about anything else it'd be it would just be nice to not lose to them three times um Mm -hmm. so and it would be really nice to end the game in the season on it on a win um oh yeah heading next year with a little bit of momentum maybe so Mm -hmm. let's go to listener questions um so shout out to zach dick he uh he caught the autocorrect on the first tweet um for some reason, it it autocorrected whole, 
I said burning a hole in your pocket, and it autocorrected from H-O-L-E to W-H-O-L-E, and he he caught that and made a funny joke about it. I don't know. Uh, grammar grammar jokes. Ha, ha, ha. Nerd. <laughs> um, but Zach did ask a question. He said, since we aren't making the playoffs, what team do you want to win East and West? Ooh. Um... I really, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be really difficult for Cincinnati not to win, I think. I, I, I honestly think they're probably, they could very well go like plus 10 in the playoffs goal differential and like not let up a goal. Do I want that necessarily equally, happen? But equally as likely, I think, is they could flame out in like losing the first round or something. I think yeah. that's the funnier scenario. Because sitting in, that eighth, sitting in the eighth spot right now is New York Red Bulls 2. Yeah. And New York Red Bulls 2 is not a team you want to play in the playoffs. No. They Charles, smoked Charleston, that. Charleston last season. Yeah. A couple in years Charleston. ago, they won the cup. And I know that team was a lot more talented than this team. That team yeah. had Tyler Adams, and I think Aaron Long was on that team. Yep. Uh, both of those guys are like MLS All-Stars this season. Um mm-hmm. Both both have played been called up to the United States national team this season. So I know that there's a little bit of a difference there between the talent of the 20... Was that 2015 or 2016? I think that was 2016. Um, I think it was 2016. Uh, that sounds about right. The 2018 team. But still, New York Red Bulls is not a team you want to place, in my opinion. They, they have 66 goals. Oh, yeah. They're only trailing Louisville and Cincinnati in goals scored. It's just the back end that is a little bit not great for them. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting because I almost want to see Nashville sneak into that eighth spot just to have another, like an, an actual like definition of like a rivalry game going into the playoffs in the first round. Yeah, I think that may be interesting. They'll probably destroy Nashville, but I mean the last time they I, played, I, I feel like the I feel like all threw. all three times Nashville and Cincinnati have played has been really low scoring, haven't they? Haven't they been a couple of nil nils sure. maybe in like a one nil or something? Yeah, kind of how we they, used they to play against Louisville. Um, I honestly think Louisville could put it on or put their their game on and and and, and just, take some. There's no team in like the top like of the East that I can really root for. I, I, Charleston, yeah. maybe. I, I'll say, and it's not that I dislike Pittsburgh or anything. Um, but Lily, I just don't really thing. enjoy oh. that. Yeah, I don't really enjoy that brand of soccer. Um. Yeah. So, like, I don't really want to see – and especially I imagine Bob Lilly's team in the playoffs will absolutely play more uh, grinded out style even more than they have in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think those top – any of those top three teams in the East, I think, could get to the final. I think Louisville can beat Cincinnati. Yeah. I think Pittsburgh can beat Cincinnati. And obviously I think Cincinnati can beat anybody. Um, and – I think a team to maybe watch for is Indy 11 because we've seen Indy 11 when they can put it together. Yeah, they're is a, so they're, weird. They have a lot of talent on the team. They just can't quite figure out how to get it to play well and mesh well. Mm-hmm. But they're hanging around in that fifth spot, and I think they're probably pretty much locked into that fifth spot unless I guess they can lose well, their last they game. Can technically, like, miss the playoffs. I, I haven't figured this out technically, but – I think even well, they though... do play Louisville at away as their last game, so like that's not a yeah. guarantee that they'll get higher than forty-seven points. And but um... you are right though; they're definitely a team that like it seems they seem to have a lot of veteran players too. 
Um, so you wonder how that'll play out in the playoffs. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I honestly did not pay attention to the playoffs at all last yeah. year, but I probably feel like I will this year just because there's going to not be, there isn't going to be a boring game even in the first round. I don't think. Um, yeah, it depends on who gets in that eight spot. I think if, yeah. if Ottawa gets in the eight spot, I, I think it might be a pretty boring yeah. game between them and Cincinnati. But uh, yeah. a team, if I am, if I'm any team, you know, if I'm Pittsburgh, I I don't really want to face Bethlehem right now. <laughs> like, I know Bethlehem no. is they're a little up and down, yep. kind of throughout the season. I know Pittsburgh did smoke them a couple weeks back, but Bethlehem's mm. kind of got that talent in uh, that 2016 type talent maybe. Uh, 2016 Red Bulls talent. I mean, uh, they probably don't have a standout guy like Tyler Adams or anything like that. But I feel like they've got some really talented kids that can that can really surprise mm-hmm. surprise you. Um, but no, if I had to pick one team to root for in the East, it'd be Charleston. You know, their their fans are cool. Uh, we always have a good time hanging out with them, and I love Charleston. It's a great city. Uh, yeah. I think if if we're gonna root for anybody, I think that's who should, who I'll root for. And in the West, man, who's even in the Western Conference playoffs right now? <laughs> uh, I know Oklahoma City's not. I was going to say Oklahoma City, but they're, they yeah. were eliminated, I think, a couple weeks back. Um, yep. I hope, I hope St. Louis sneaks into the playoffs. I they have too. a game in hand on most of the teams, so they've got a chance. Oh, they do, yeah. They do have um, a chance. That's they're only three points away from sixth. And mm. they have a game in hand on Portland Timbers too, and a game in hand on oh they have a game in hand on like pretty much every team in front of them except for Phoenix. Yeah, uh, I think Phoenix would be maybe be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think any of the independent teams in the West, like Phoenix, Orange County, Sacramento, Reno, and San Reno's Antonio. Reno's technically not an Louis. independent. Oh, are they a hybrid kind of like Bethlehem? They're is? A def- they're they're an affiliate, I think, of San Jose. Are they an affiliate, or are they a two team that just has a different brand? Because like that that's different. Like Bethlehem, yeah. Bethlehem is just Philadelphia Union two. They just have a different brand, and they don't play in Philadelphia. They play in Bethlehem. It's a good. Um, I feel like they're an affiliate, but okay. it's much more of a strict affiliation than well, like we are with Colorado. Okay. I feel like I know they're they're like it's like a pipeline essentially. If that maybe that's a third option. I don't know. Um, but Reno would be fun. I think regardless, I think Brian Reno Brown plays for Reno, and I he's he's mm-hmm. fun to watch play. I I didn't yep. really get to watch him much when he played for the Independents. Uh, he's got 16 goals for them, and a lot of them are just like bangers. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll, I hope we'll I hope St. Louis gets Louis into the playoffs, uh, and I hope that one of the independent teams goes to the final. So a Phoenix Cincinnati, uh, cup final. It'd be like, be it'd be like bonkers. all the money. Yeah. It'd be basically, uh, who spent the most money. Like, I feel like one of those teams would like randomly sign somebody like it, you almost feel like one of them would like have a Usain Bolt type player randomly at practice that week. Just to like mess with them, even though that's d- definitely not possible. But just like there would be a lot of 
hoopla going into it. Um, and that would probably be like the marquee matchup for a USL Cup final. Um, it'd be very interesting. Yeah. I think that's probably the, the, the matchup the league is hoping for. But I think yeah. most fans in the league probably want anybody but Cincinnati in the final. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless you're a Cincinnati fan. Or unless you're someone who like is really dark, and I respect this if you're this dark, uh, if you like want Cincinnati to get as close as possible to winning the title, but then not win the win the final. Mm. Like I can respect that level of like petty, <laughs> uh, but my level of petty with Cincinnati is I hope they lose in the first round. Um, yep. <laughs> or or lose at any point in the playoffs. That that's my level of petty. Just as long as anybody wins the cup final except for Cincinnati, I will be a happy man. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that was a good question, Zach. We got a couple other good questions. Um, let's see. Nah, he. Oh, this is also from Zach. So he said, "Would you rather the sca- <laughs> the carry scum miss playoffs on their own, or have it come down to our final game?" Those are strong words. Those are fighting words from Zach. Oof. Those were definitely. Um, I. I. I'm honestly. I feel like there's they don't have much of a chance going into Louisville. Not that they can't beat Louisville, but it's a Tuesday game, super short rest. They're going to yeah. have to look forward to the next game regardless. Um, so I think it will basically come down to the game we're going to play against them. And honestly, as much as I don't love our chances, my heart says we have a chance, but my brain tells me we are going to – barely have a chance regardless of what's at stake because no matter what a lot of things are going to be at stake um of of note pride i guess you could say mm-hmm. um it, it, nothing would make me happier than ending their season and waiting for the lack of tweets or the the sad tweets of them going home on the bus because we we kind of know how that feels um <laughs> But nothing would make me happier to, to to have their season end in Matthews and just see how much how many excuses they would come up with on what why they're in the position that they're in and it would oh, it'd make me so happy. Um, I'm dreaming right now. I'm daydreaming. Daydreaming yeah. at 8:40 at night. Um, but yeah, I, I would it would make me very happy to have that outcome play out. All right, so I'll give you my uh, I much like my Cincinnati take, I just don't want them to make the playoffs. Period. So if they could go up to Louisville and lose like five zero, I'd I'd be very happy with that. Uh, yeah. Because I don't think we're, this is gonna sound bad, but I don't think we're gonna beat them on Saturday. So. Uh, if they can go ahead and be eliminated, then maybe they let their guard down, and then maybe we have more of a chance, you know. Mm. But if they're still alive, I just I don't know if we can match their intensity. We've had a hard time matching their intensity in the other two matchups when everything's been yep. on the line. So I think if if they have the advantage of they're playing for a playoff spot and we're playing just to win the game, I, I, they're already, you know what I mean? They're already hard to match for us as it is. So 
No, I hope they I hope they lose worse than we lost in Louisville. Louisville yes. still has something oh. to play for. They can they're they're playing to lock up the second spot because mm-hmm. Pittsburgh can still catch them, and Pittsburgh has a much easier uh, final couple games than Louisville does. Pittsburgh mm. plays Atlanta United two uh, on Wednesday, and then they face New York Red Bulls two on Saturday. Whereas Louisville plays North Carolina and uh indy 11 so like those are two and 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 to to be fair like pittsburgh's games are on the road um and and both louisville games are at home but i think louisville wants to lock that place up as soon as possible i think if they can go hang four or five goals on north carolina and do it at home uh do it in the last next to last week of the season and maybe give a couple guys a break the following Mm -hmm. game i think they i think they'll do it so yeah all right, brings us to uh, probably the best question of the night. Oh, never mind. This is the question before the best question of the night. So this is from oh. Matty Dub. He says, with several clubs making the switch to lower divisions of the USL, uh, this is you know based on the news we saw today about Penn FC uh, not playing in 2019 and then joining League One in uh, 2020. Uh, he said... Do you feel that there's any chance the independents will do the same? No. Yeah. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be remarkably surprising at this point with the trajectory we have. I think the main, the like, the, for reference's sake, the reason why you see you're seeing Penn FC um, not only go down to Division three. Because um, there was a decent bit of reports that they were going to go next year to Division Three, which I thought was insane to begin with. But ne- not necessarily that surprising. But regardless, um, I highly doubt you're going to see us go on hiatus because we have a, a trajectory that's going upward um, with the stadium. Penn FC has been playing at a baseball stadium for a number of years now, ever since I've known them in the league. Um, or paid attention to the league, and the 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 little bit I understand of the situation is they don't really have anywhere else to go that's a viable option, so they're kind of stuck there unless investors come in, which investors haven't came in for the entirety of the time I've been paying attention to the league, and we've had a little bit more growth in that sense, I guess you could say. Um, so that's why I don't think it, I see it happening to us, um, unless something outrageous happens, which I don't see happening, honestly. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think one of the things you saw with the, in that Penn FC release is that part of the reason they're not playing in 2019 is so that they can find a soccer specific stadium to play in, in 2020. Mm -hmm. Like you talked about, they, they're, they're kind of stuck at the baseball field. Um, and, and to be fair, their baseball field is a lot better than a lot than most of the baseball fields that are, that we see across USL. Like the playing surface is decent. The size is not as, it's not as small as a Louisville or a Nashville. I don't think at least it doesn't appear that way on TV. Um, Mm -hmm. it appears to be a little bigger. Yeah. But I see Charlotte just doesn't have those problems. Charlotte, we yeah. have we have a beautiful facility, uh, f- fantastic pitch. 
um, yeah, we're not putting a lot of butts in seats, but there's a lot of teams in the league not putting butts in seats. And, and like you said, I think we've had a good bit of fortune with the investors. You know, we just got a primary owner this past summer. It was very close to the beginning of the regular season that he kind of joined in. So we haven't, I don't know that we've seen the influx of money necessarily from him. Uh, I know we saw it kind of in the behind the scenes stuff. They were, I think the the team has more staff than it's ever had before mm-hmm. in terms of like front office and, and sales staff and that kind of thing. Like it, last, last year it was like, I think the, I think the Charlotte Business Journal said in in an article they were running the operation with like six or eight people and now there's like 16 maybe full time mm. or or maybe not full time but at least 16 employees dedicated to just the Charlotte Independence which is I mean that's a huge jump um mm-hmm. I, I think I just don't see us drop into division 3 when there when Memorial Stadium is at this point you know two or three seasons away uh i guess it's three seasons i don't know how do we, how do you do that math because technically it's the 2020 and 2019 seasons and then it starts the 2021 season hopefully in memorial stadium so i guess basically two seasons now left in matthews so it would yeah. be i don't think the usl would be very open to us doing that either i think I, yeah, I, I think I don't I'm, think that'd be a good look for the league. To... Well, and they've talked about promotion and relegation, and I don't think they want teams to be moving around a lot until yeah. that starts. You know what I mean? And that's probably mm-hmm. several several years off. So I would think that they probably it's teams that are it's teams that don't necessarily have the market to. Uh, compete at this level so you've got mainly teams from smaller markets i guess richmond might be the exception when it comes to market size there because richmond's a fairly large city but i think everybody sees the potential that charlotte has for being a big soccer market uh it's just the independents haven't really tapped into it yet and i think Mm. they're hoping that come memorial stadium that that will happen Mm mm-hmm so I think that's why you would see us not drop down uh, until until that's completed. So, okay, this is the good question. So, cool. this is also from Maddie. He said, "If you could add any single player to the squad to help beat the Dead Whales this weekend, who would you guys add?" And then also, why is your pick better than your co-host's pick? So that's like part oh. two. So, um, I've had time gonna- to think about this. So, but. Do you want to go first, just kind of gut instinct, or because it seemed like you had a name? My gut instinct, I think, is too obvious. Um, are there any parameters to this? So I so okay, yeah. Let me, let me talk. Players? Let me tell okay. you. So there are per, there are no parameters to this. Or there there is a parameter to this. It's okay. Choose a player not currently on a USL roster. Oh, so not a USL player. So any player playing in the world right now who doesn't play in USL. Um, that's it. That opens it up so much. I mean, I think the, the I have to go with with Enzo because it's such an obvious. Oh decision. Com- no! Come on, 
no bigger, bigger bigger okay. bigger bigger than enzo i love um, enzo and enzo would absolutely help us against ncfc but think like world soccer i mean world soccer i i, I want a striker up top no no fault to zaya but I, I i feel pretty confident in a lot of things i want a striker up top um I have to go with Zlatan. The the utter absurdity <laughs> that that would it, it'd be like almost signing Randy Moss, but like actually doing it at the end of the season, <laughs> and just the the utter absurdity that would happen, and like it, it would be greatly hilarious to see the the faces people would have. Um, also, he would probably hang like five goals in like. Six minutes, probably. I don't All know. All of them look like forty <laughs> yards might also, out somehow. He also might like murder one of our players because because yeah. they, they passed it ten yards away from where he wanted it. That's also another <laughs> another potential. So there's too. like that one could blow up in your face. I feel like. <laughs> but yes, what is your uh, what is your pick? Uh, so my pick is. A player who recently led France to the World Cup. Uh, oh, you can't go with Kylian Mbappe. Uh, no, not Kylian Mbappe. A little oh, man okay. by the name of Ingolo Kante. Okay, okay, okay. So he is one of my favorite players to watch in the world. He he he's everywhere. He's active. He's 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 just fantastic. He's one of the best players in the world. Uh, he's been on. He's won a World Cup, two Premier Leagues. I, you know, the sky's the limit for him, and he's just so little. He plays for Chelsea, unfortunately. Oh, Um, but he was part of the Leicester City team that shocked the world. Really? And then he was sold to Chelsea. Uh, But they're kind of playing him in a weird position, so I kind of hope Chelsea sells him to some massive club or something. I don't know. He he deserves to be like Barcelona or something, and win like Champions League. Because he's, that's a good one. He's the one that has that photo of him, like with the helmet and everything, and he's on the bike, and he looks like the happiest yes, person. He's ever. He's the one okay. that had all, yeah. all the like memes going around after about like how he's the happiest footballer in the world. Like, okay, he's just he's so darn cute. Yes, but he's but also then... like one of the best soccer players in the world. Yeah, and I think he would he would dominate the midfield, and he would he would help protect our sometimes poor back line uh and he would i think he would be a key to victory because i think we have some of the attacking pieces and he would i mean i'm if we could pick like if i had like a second choice just somebody to stick next to Duckett, who could be like really good but i think conte would protect the back line so that you wouldn't need to go out and spend a million dollars on a, a, mm. like well, a one game fee of a million dollars. <laughs> Is that how dollars. much a, a one game loan would cost a million dollars? I don't know. For depends I don't know on what the, the player. market for that is. Yeah, it depends on the player, I guess. Yeah. But I think, and I'll I'll defend my pick as better than yours because. Oh yeah. I think uh, Conte is like super nice, so he wouldn't try to murder anybody who like messes up. Yeah, I feel that, like that's... he would just like I feel like he would just go clean up their mistake. And be like, all right, that's enough. Like, do better next time. I'm here for you when you mess up, but do better next time. Whereas Latan <laughs> is just gonna like f- flames 
you know, Alex Martinez is going to put a pass behind him and he's just going to, he's going to get in Alex's face and Alex is going to like give it back to him and they're going to fight on the field. Uh, just think about the, the, the back and forth Alex and Zlatan would have though. That would be worth the price of admission or the price of ESPN plus. It I, would be, I'm, I'm just saying N'Golo Conte's uh, smile would be worth the price of ESPN plus as well. That, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> that would automatically tick up the price of ESPN plus by like $10 a month instantaneously. It'd probably be a pay-per-view event. In yeah. fact, they would, they would, they would make it charged per event. <laughs> It's a right. great question, though. Yeah, it was. I like great it. Question. Moving on. So we've got a couple questions from Richard to, to wrap things up. First question is, what agonizing moment from history of your li- or history or your life best represents the final 20 minutes against Tampa Bay? Oh. I'm going to say, I... like, you know how when you have, like, a really bad day in middle school and it feels like the world is ending and it's just like, I don't know. You like you fail a test. Your friend gets mad at you. Like your crush laughs at you. All these bad things are happening, <laughs> but then like something really good happens at the very end of the day. I don't know. Like you get to miss school the next day or something. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. I. That's what I compare I it to. Because like the dread. I, you know, like you just. Yeah. I just had that that sinking feeling in the last twenty minutes. Like. We're going to give up a goal. It's going to happen. And then if we did give up the goal, they got called back. In that moment, it was just like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> like, everything is terrible. But then they they ruled it out, and then they almost scored again like six times. Mm-hmm. It was just like anxiety overload. Ever, overload. Yeah. I, I didn't actually watch the end of the last 20 minutes of the game, but I can envision it. <laughs> And I kind of feel like it's like if I had to assume, it's kind of like you you go on a date and everything is going pretty well, but you're still like <laughs> figuring out things, and you're not a hundred percent sure where you let where you where you lay in the situation, and then something just happens, and you, you the, the whole tone of everything just changes. And then you you think that like something drastic is going to happen, and it could go either way. Where like you don't know if she's ever going to talk to you again, or maybe maybe something more will happen. And then you it just kind of ends, and life moves on, I guess. But it's all <laughs> I was about to say it's all meaningless. But no, that sounds really sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's the only like slight real life um, similarity, I guess I can draw from that yeah all right final question is from richard he says we're up 2-0 at halftime versus carry next week what tactics should be employed to ensure that we win and not give everyone a heart attack again um oh um we should do a solid five-man back line um like a five-man back line with a two-man midfield and one person up top that's just kind of hanging out. Like, we should have Ekra up top, but, like, basically not up top. Um, no, I want, Ekra, also... I want Ekra in that two-man midfield, I think. That's, that's not a bad well, idea. Well, I don't know. It depends. That, ooh, you bring up a good point. Yeah. So I, I, I don't hate that. 
if we go full three man back line of um Duckett, Watson and Henry. Mm. And then uh Vines and Johnson as the as the outside backs. But I would I think I would do a midfield of Kevon and and uh Greg Jordan. Now yep. that I think about it. Kevon and Greg Jordan and then I would have I would have a front three kind of going across the front of mm, that's tough. I want to say so. I'm in this hypothetical scenario. I'm going to say Jorge probably starts, scores two goals, and we sub him off at halftime, uh, and we bring on Airman to play on the right. Jorge, or, uh, Zayed up top, and then Alex on the left. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Let's do Cato on the Yeah, I think Cato provides more defense. Cato on the left or the right. Stability. Ooh, that's tough because now that I... Because, like, Alex will run... Or, I mean, Airman will run his socks off. Mm-hmm. I feel like Airman you want to bring on for, like, the last 20 minutes. So, okay, Cato yeah. on the right, Alex on the left, Zayed up top, and then the back five that I'm... Back five in midfield that I listed. Uh, and then you bring off... I would bring off Cato for Alex. I mean, Cato for Airman. And then Alex for Gebhard mm. for like the last 20, last 15. Give you a threat on the counter, but also two guys who are highly energetic, who can run, who can press, uh, who who aren't going to make a ton of, hopefully, defensive errors. Um, and then have Zayed to just kind of hold up play. So yeah, I yep. think I used. I think I only used three subs in that scenario. <clears throat> also, we could right. just put Ingola Conte in the game. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> save in this him. Just, scenario. We can like play. We can save half the price, so we can only pay like seven hundred fifty k instead of one point five million for a one game fee. Seven hundred fifty k. Get him for half a game. Just play him for the last forty five minutes. Yeah, I'm sure the flight, the, the the super fast flight, will only be like. Listen, man, he could probably just hop on one of those private jets that will fly straight from. He probably fly with the people. He probably just. He does. Safe. He is. He is a man of the people. You're right. He yeah. he, would, he he would hopefully at least be first class, although he's yeah, yeah, small, yeah. so he would fit pretty well <laughs> back in the coach. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we've had a little too much fun tonight, but uh, thank you guys yeah. as always for listening. We hope everybody has a great week. Uh, we won't talk to you in the middle of the week this week, so enjoy uh, enjoy your week week off from us, and we'll speak to you guys soon. And come on, you jacks. Woo.